0: Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com subscribe. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You get three magazines mailed to you before they hit newsstands, including our legendary summer edition, and you get a year of access to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming service where you can watch thousands of live Texas school school events including hundreds of live texas high school football games it's all part of a dave campbell's texas football subscription get yours today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe
1: get on up with dark and bold from community
2: coffee
1: look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com
2: watch texas football today live every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com
0: youtube facebook and twitch and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag yes, #TFToday. yes y'all from the dave campbell's texas football mothership here in beautiful lewisville texas it's texas football today a show that's hanging on my name is it's Greg Tepper. Number. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you'll listen to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Dutch of the dorks. She's wrestling with a little girl right now. She's Ashley Pickle
2: hold on to your butts because we're having issues.
0: I have a, uh, I have a... <laughs>
2: we're also matching, which is probably why everything's going bad. Mm,
0: I'm glad we called and synced up. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed texting with you last night.
2: I did not. Um, I actually did text you last night.
0: Yeah, but it was not about Not <laughs> about the same matching. Course. Um... I do have a uh, an, an update on something that uh, that we were talking about off air that we'll just bring onto the air okay. on the pre roll. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the stadium that is really tall and red, mm-hmm. and I had thought, man, that's wild that the because I I see in the end zone it mm-hmm. says Lions and they're the red lions. Is it Ponder? No, it's Greenville.
2: Oh, okay. That Greenville makes sense. Greenville is the
0: Lions, which does have... So if you're looking... you thought it was Albany. Right. If you look on the pre-roll, like in the countdown... Uh, we've got these awesome, uh, this awesome uh, this drone footage from our friend Ken Hill at mm-hmm. Angel Dark Media um, that we've been able to use. And and I was, for some reason, like that, it's a very, like, jarring, because we do a lot of small schools, and mm. then, like, whoa, look at this giant, set of like, stadium. And I was thinking, like, man, he that's goes, huge for Albany. Yeah. My goodness. He goes, that's
2: crazy that Albany has that, especially on their sideline. And I was, like, I've been to Albany Stadium. That's not Albany. Anyway. (laughs) Albany does have some large uh like they do have a large stadium for a two A school, but it's more it's really cool. It's like built down into the ground kind of and it's beautiful rock on the outside. I was like, I don't think it was that big. This would be shocking for a two way. (laughs) That's all I'm
0: saying. Anyway, uh that was uh something that we were talking about off air. Today is Friday, October 6th, 2023, 48 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Bronny James. Oh, nice. LeBron James's kid is 18.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. No,
0: wait. Old, I'm sorry. LeBron James's kid is 19. Oh, wow. 19. It's episode not important. Yeah. On today's show, folks, uh, we got Craven Betts, our college football financial advice segment with... Uh, Mike Craven, our college football insider, uh, including his picks on AM and Alabama and Texas OU, plus the big game of the week, Texas State, Louisiana. And then back half the show, it's Helpful Honda Mailback Friday. We solicited your questions on Wednesday. We gathered them up, put them in a nice little basket, a little gift basket, and now we're going to open up that gift basket uh, here in just a moment uh, on Helpful Honda Mailback Friday. So stick around for that. Want to remind you tonight... Dave Campbell's Texas Football tonight Yo. is coming down live YouTube and at dot You can uh, get uh, watch whip around coverage of the biggest games across the state. You guys are going to quad box it. Mm-hmm. You guys be dropping in on the quad box. The we quad love the quad box. Um, and uh, so you can watch four games at once. Uh, it's Nick Lalpius and Ishmael Johnson. Ishmael Johnson. I know it's been a rotating cast of characters. Back again. On. Yes. So. Uh, make sure you uh, tune into that, 7.30 p.m. tonight, 7.30 to 10 uh, tonight uh, live for free everywhere on YouTube and on TexanLive.com. Go check that out. Meanwhile, Mademoiselle Pickle, uh, it's time for a little bit of investment advice. Uh, there's a big weekend of college football coming up across the state of Texas, and there's only one person that we trust with, our, uh, institu- with the institutional knowledge to tell us what to do with our units. It's Mike Craven in a segment we call Craven Bets. That's America's most lucrative segment here in Cravens Corner because on this corner we make money. And I, I'm not putting I'm not putting out a heater warning, but I am. We are under a heater watch. Another winning week, and just need to just keep an eye, like be by your phone in case you get an alert. Is all I'm saying. We're trending in the
3: right direction each week. You should get a little bit better at this, right? We have a little bit more information every single week. This is the time of year to start really pushing in those units.
0: Uh, there's a lot of big games, big, like high profile games here. And we're going to talk about those as well as a couple of maybe under the radar plays. We will start with, uh, you know, arguably the biggest game of the week in, in, across college football, it is red river, Texas versus OU at the cotton bowl, uh, Texas uh, enters this game as a six and a half point favorite And you like the horns to cover a touchdown?
3: I do like the horns. I've faded them the last couple weeks. Uh, It did not work out for me. I think I'm ready to buy this team being really good. They didn't play all that well against Kansas and won by 26 against a pretty solid team. I know Oklahoma's better. Dylan Gabriel didn't play last year. But they're not 49 points better than they were uh, last year. I don't think they're 40 points better than they were last year. I think this is a close game. I think it's a fun game. But Texas wins by at least a touchdown.
0: The, the weird thing about this game is that it has swung so wildly. Uh, the favorite has covered four of the last five years. Uh, that is after the dog beat the spread six games, six meetings in a row. So it's, it's, it's a hard game. It's one of those throw the record books out type things. But uh, but Texas will get your units this week. Let's go to the other big game, a really big game in, in this one in College Station as Texas A&M hosts Alabama. Alabama enters College Station as a two-point favorite and you like A&M to, uh, A&M to cover the two. Do you like A&M straight up?
3: I do. I like A&M at the money line. I think I'd give wow. two points with A&M. I, I'm not a believer of this Alabama team. I think what this Alabama team's going to do well is what A&M matches up well against. Like They're just a better version of Arkansas, a better version of Auburn. A&M's defense has 14 sacks and 30 tackles for loss over the last two weeks. They've played really good in the SEC play that front 7 starting to look like the front 7 it was recruited to be. Max Johnson's a fine quarterback. He doesn't have to be great. He just needs to score 30 points. They lost this game last year with Alabama scoring 24. ANM's offense is averaging two touchdowns more than they were last year. It's a better unit even with Johnson playing quarterback. Give me the Aggies to outscore Alabama here
0: a m under Jimbo Fisher, 4-1-1 one, and one as a home underdog against the spread. So uh, the trend lines would tend to agree with you. Let's go to Waco and the Butt Bowl, uh, Baylor versus Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech on the road is a one-point favorite in a game that, that does feel hard to read, I'll admit. So one point does feel about right, but you like the Red Raiders to do something that they haven't been awesome at, which is to go on the road and win. I don't feel great about this one. I'm going to be honest with you. It feels
3: like too important of a game not to, to put a wager on to have, you know, at least a couple bucks on. Texas Tech not good on the road. One and six under Joey Maguire, as you mentioned there. I'm just not ready to say Baylor is good because of one quarter of play against UCF. I mean, they were get dominated in that football game. Good on them for making that comeback. That says something about them. Maybe that jump starts uh, this year because you look at Baylor's schedule, they could be six and three uh, after week 10 if they can win this football game. And uh, get to an easier part of their schedule. Uh, I just think Tech's a better team. I think they have more ways to score points. I think the defenses are pretty comparable. Give me Texas Tech in a close, ugly affair in Waco, Texas.
0: It's a small sample size, but I do think that AN or Texas uh, Tech's offense looked more cohesive with Baron Morton at the helm uh, against Houston. It's one one game, but also you know for all we talk about Baylor or at Tech's struggles on the road, Baylor. Uh, just four, five, and one against the spread at home in the last couple of years. And they're just, and they're three and four against the spread coming off of a win. So uh, those things working against the Bears as they host the Red Raiders. Let's stay in the Big 12. Uh, We're going to go to Ames, Iowa, as TCU goes up to take on Iowa State. TCU is a six and a half point road favorite, and that's not enough to sway you away from the Frogs.
3: Anybody who follows me and do anything knows uh, about my Matt Campbell agenda. Uh, just don't get it. Never got it. They're not good. They gave up a lot. I mean, gave up forty points to, to Oklahoma last week. I know Oklahoma is better than TCU, uh, but we just tend to just believe Iowa State plays good defense and move on from there. It's not true. They're they're not a good football team. They're a bad football team. A lot of stuff going on off the field with the gambling stuff. TCU just lost a game at home. They tend to bounce back. Give me the Horn Frogs to win this by at least a touchdown. Gets a, a really bad, maybe the worst team in the Big Twelve.
0: I will say that the over under in this game is 53 and a half and when Iowa State and TCU meet they have hit four straight overs. So if you're interested in that especially with a, uh, a Iowa State defense that is struggling right now. Finally, let's go to Lafayette Louisiana. As Louisiana welcomes in the Texas State Bobcats, Louisiana is a 1 point favorite against a team that has never beaten them. You like the cage.
3: I do. This feels a little too much too soon for Texas State. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the Bobcats five and one and really in the driver's seat for the Sun Belt West? I wouldn't be surprised if they win this game. They're only a one point dog, so you know it's not like this is a, a big blowout potential. Just feels on the road against a Sun Belt team with a lot more experience, being in these these big moments. Maybe it's a little bit uh, too much for a Texas State team that hasn't played a full four four quarter football game in, in a little while
0: we mentioned that that texas state's never beaten louisiana they're oh and ten they're also one and nine against the spread against louisiana o- only back in 2020 when they lost by 10 points where did they beat the spread he's mike craven he's our financial advisor here on craven bets on craven's corner because on this corner we make money <laughs>
2: 855 Go VCR Now. Again, that's info at VCRnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR Now.
1: I'm Jennifer Potter, executive director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days, and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high-quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, even at home. We provide compassionate, caring support, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here
0: all right pickle it's friday and so it's time to celebrate helpful honda mailbag friday
1: the north texas honda
2: dealers want to help you score on award-winning hondas like the rugged and reliable 2023 honda ridgeline visit your helpful honda dealer today or visit ntx hondadealers.com to learn
0: more so if you got questions about high school football college football recruiting lifestyle romance travel we encourage you to tune in on Wednesday when we are soliciting those questions. Mm-hmm. So make sure you go back in time and solicit those questions or in, and send in your questions. Uh, but we will answer uh, a number of them. Uh, thank you for the questions. They're all very nice and, and we value them. Uh, I believe we have a number of questions from the people. Where do you want to start?
2: Um, let's do a twofer here. Okay. They're kind of related. Mm-hmm. Who can play with Timpson in Region 3 this year? Mm. And in that same vein, will Timpson finally get out of the semis?
0: Yeah, so these are I think these are both fair questions, and mm-hmm. and obviously I think that it is centralized around the dominant force and the team to beat in at the very least two A Division One Region Three. At yes. the very least, they are the team to beat in two A Division One Region Three. I don't think there's I don't think that's really going out on a limb. No, um, they are going to be favorites in every game that they play the rest of the way. Um. Now, until maybe the semis. Oh yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, <laughs> in region within region three, three, they'll be favored in every game they play. Yeah. If you're looking for challengers within region three, Cooper's interesting. Mm-hmm. That kind of hard charging running game and defense, although the defense has not been great. I'll, I'll also just throw out there like and and. Again, I want to see them play. I'm, I'm really excited in a couple of weeks. Whenever we get, uh, in fact, it's uh, it's two weeks from now. We get Honey Grove against Cooper. Mm-hmm. We'll find out a lot more about Honey Grove, but like the numbers are shocking. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about it: no points, no punts. We'll find out about them. There is also a team that they like. One team that I that I I do think is an interesting is an interesting challenger: is Beckville. But remember. They, they beat them by 37 in week one yeah. without Terry Bussey. So, like, I don't want to cast them aside because you never know what happens in a rematch. And it's hard to be good, beat a good team twice. But mm-hmm. that's we do have a data point there, and the data point is not promising for the Bearcats. There's one other team that is within their own district that is interesting, and that's Garrison. Very quietly undefeated, yeah. very quietly state-ranked, 6-0. and um, And they end the year with Tempson. Uh, this week they get Shelbyville. They're better than Springfield's rival, but they—they they will. They'll probably. they This. That's probably right now. Sports gun to my head. That's probably a uh, matchup of unbeaten's in week eleven yeah. between Timpson and Garrison. Probably a state ranked matchup of unbeaten's. But I also I, think Timpson's probably better. Yeah. By. I
2: at would, least Right two now. Touchdowns. Right probably. now,
0: the computer would have them as twenty point favorites. Yeah. Right now, that's the computer. I don't think they're 20-point favorites, but that's this the sort of compare. So those would be the teams on the short list of teams that could um, get that could challenge Timpson within the district or within the Region 3. Let's say, again, for the sake of argument, that they do win Region 3 and they make it to the state semifinals, mm-hmm. where they have been the past couple of years, and they've come up short. They're likely, again, in my mind, to see Refurio and a lot of that depends on how you, like how you view how last year went mm-hmm. because the real marvel about Refurio last year was that their defense stood on their head and really held down that that offense to, i think it was 24-21 i think they held them to 21 points mm-hmm. um the way that Timpson beats you is that they are at any moment capable of taking it to the house. Oh, yeah. Three or four guys. It's not just Bussy. It's Vosky Howard. Mm-hmm. It's um, J.J. Garner. It's all these playmakers they've got all around them that they're capable of going the distance. And by the way, their defense has been very good as well. Right. Right now, I think Timpson is the favorite to win the 2A Division One state championship. I would agree with that. I think they would be... Small a small favorite, a one score favorite over Refurio,
2: and that like there's the there was the difference last year to me was the fact that for so many years, those student athletes on Refurio had played a shiner team mm-hmm. that had the same game plan as Timpson of we're going to get at least three to four explosive scores yes. in this game, and so they were used to that. Refurio is capable of doing that too and I don't think Timpson's defense last year was used to oh my gosh they can explode at any point in the time The
0: closest thing in my mind the closest thing that Refurio will have seen before they see Timpson is way back in week 1 mm-hmm. when they beat when they lost to Hitchcock Yep they gave it 43 Now that now here's the thing there is going to be again we're working under assumptions a lot can happen we're not, saying this, we're is not saying this is this is lock if we get refurio and timpson it will have been 14 weeks mm-hmm. maybe even more might be 15 weeks between when hitchcock played refurio and when timpson plays refurio mm-hmm. and teams can change and certainly their defense they gave up 43 points in uh to, to hitchcock and and they have 41 in double overtime to Edna, right? That kind of controversial ending to that. Um, they have that... Their other games, their other... They've played three other games since then, and they've given up a combined 24 points. hmm So, your mileage may vary, and certainly Bloomington is not going to be mistaken for Timpson. But... I, I would caution... I'm always cautious of taking a, a very old data point hmm like from week one and applying it to something like week fifteen,
2: yeah, especially too because I know I know defense travels well, but you're going against a team that it's like man with because they're so explosive on offense, yes, the defense is out there all the time uh-huh. they get tired and after doing that for fifteen, sixteen straight weeks, you're run down at that point
0: so yeah i I would it you know one thing that will be interesting though. I do think the switch has flipped, and I think Region 3 is more rigorous than Region 4. I agree. Part of that is because Shiner's way down. But Mason's back. Um... I do think Region 3 is more rigorous than Region Mm 4, and so as a result, I do think Timpson will be, call it more battle-tested, call it more worn down, however you want to play it, they will have gone through a tougher region to get to a semifinal should they get there. There you go. There's a long answer to a short question. What's what's next, Pickle?
2: Um, Let's go with pick one player in the state Mm. to be a five-star prospect Mm. that isn't right now. Terry Bussey is yes. not an option.
0: So, okay. So we're excluding Terry Bussey because we just talked a lot about Thompson, mm-hmm. which feels fine. So right now, if you don't know, we had Greg Powers on our show on Wednesday, and we have named four five-star players. We name a grand total of five. The top five players in Texas in every class are known as the, the fi- our five-stars. Right now, they're Colin Simmons, the defensive end from Duncanville, Lake Belton wide receiver uh, Micah Hudson, Silsby wide receiver Draylon Miller. And Conroe Oak Ridge linebacker Justin Williams. Those are the four five stars. We have one more spot. Terry Bussey presently ranks fifth and certainly will be in the mix for, for a five star. I think, boy, your options are like Kobe Black, Aoi yeah. O'Connolly, who's a dog. He is a dog. Max Anderson, the Tennessee commit the offensive lineman at Frisco Reedy. Very good. Bryant Wesco. The Clemson commit, the wide receiver from Midlothian. Here's, I'll tell you this. Here are the two guys that that spring to mind for me. One is DJ Lagway, the yes. wide receiver from Willis, who has been quarterback. An, I'm sorry, yeah, quarterback. Um, the quarterback from from Willis, who has been an extraterrestrial this year. It's mm-hmm. been unbelievable. The other one that I would go, I might go with and, Armando, Luan. <laughs> Armando Luan. He's class twenty twenty five. We can't count. Is <laughs> Taylor Tatum?
2: Okay, Taylor Tatum's the not running it. back
0: from Longview. He's exceptional. Yeah, I. It's. I mean, flip a coin between those two. Honestly, those are my two. Like, I would say those would be my two that I would say. If you can't go with Bussy, mm-hmm. then it would be for me Lagway or, or I like or Tatum.
2: that. Yeah, that that feels right.
0: I... They're, they're both game breakers. Like lag and, was and, so fun to and watch. To me, I know Taylor
2: Tatum is, but lag was so fun to watch. And
0: I know, like, certainly there's different there's different ways to, like, evaluate players and stack them up. But for me, if I'm looking for a five star guy, I'm looking for a game breaker. I'm looking for a program changer. Yeah. And I think well, either one of those guys would be program And
2: changers. I think that that's the thing with me is that obviously, like, if a running back is really, really good. A lot of times, that's partial credit to their offensive line, mm-hmm. you know. And I do think that Longview has a, a decently good offensive line, so I think that helps. I was I've been so impressed by Lagway because it's not like he has just a plethora of superstar mm-hmm. wide receivers around him. He's got good receivers, yes, but he makes it look easy.
0: He does. He does. make and it And that, look easy.
2: as a quarterback in high school, having to depend on receivers is difficult.
0: I would agree. All right, what's next, Pickle?
2: Um, another two for here. Thoughts on District 2 in 6A.
0: Ah, the Little Southwest Conference.
2: And then we'll talk about Wolfer Friendship has been flying mm. under the radar all year. They're 5-0. and oh. What factors lead you to believe that Midland Legacy will win this week?
0: So we'll do, we'll do, District like,
2: as a whole and then hone in. Yeah,
0: we'll go, we'll go big picture, small picture. The big picture, District 2, 6A, the Little Southwest Conference, finally kicks off play this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's the rare six-team, big 6A school. district. Yeah. Um, and teams that know each other extremely well, right? Right now, if I were to stack it up, I'd go Legacy 1, Friendship, Permian, take your pick, mm-hmm. uh, kind of between those two. That game's at Permian, though, which makes me think that and it's a long trip for love Lub- yeah. from Lubbock to, to Odessa, so I might lean towards Permian. Then Friendship... And then I guess Midland. Midland's five and zero. Midland's five and zero too. There's mm-hmm. this. Is a, this has been a, like they've rolled through non district. It's been a good district from that per- from from that um, perspective. Why I am a believer in Midland Legacy oh, in this game over over uh, friendship. So friendship is f- four and zero mm-hmm. or five and o rather. Five and zero. And they shouldn't apologize. They have
2: the one point went over c- Cooper's good, but
0: they have. Two overtime wins, including a f- quadruple overtime win over Lubbock Monterey. Mm-hmm. Okay. So their wins are over Lubbock Coronado, Lubbock Cooper in overtime, and Lubbock Monterey in quadruple overtime, Abilene, and then Rio Rancho Cleveland, New Mexico.
2: The Abilene one is, is good.
0: Here's the difference, pickle. Every one of those teams I mentioned, with the exception of Rio Rancho, Cleveland, New Mexico, mm-hmm. which is a good, it's a good New Mexico team, to be clear, but it's a New Mexico team. It was on the road, too, so give them credit for that. Every one of those teams is a 5A team. Yep. Every one of them. Yeah. This will be the first 6A team they play. As opposed to, for Legacy, they have played Ciblo hmm right? Last week they beat Converse Judson.
2: Yeah, that's a big one.
0: Right. They have played Abilene. If you want, if you just want to go, like we we do have like a, a data a, point. We have a data point, like a common opponent here. Abilene played both Wolf of Friendship and Midland Legacy in back-to-back mm-hmm. weeks. Friendship won by five at home,
2: and Abilene, or
0: in Legacy in in them. in, Le- in Lubbock. and Legacy beat them by thirty-one. Mm-hmm. I am. I think that right now what I like, I like the, I think I like the, the offensive consistency from middle and legacy a little mm-hmm. bit more. Uh, I think they've started to figure some things out offensively and uh, especially around Marcos Davila. Uh, they were really running the ball really early. And I think that that has made them stronger as the season has gone on because it may allows them, it has allowed the, all the running game to blossom. And now they're adding in their star mm-hmm. quarterback in Marcos Davila. So I like, that's the reason that I like legacy in this game. Um, yeah this game's also in in midland and they're hard to beat at what used to be grande communication stadium is now like something i'm not going to call it i'm not going to call twitter i didn't even realize that they switched it i'm not going to call twitter x and i'm not going to call grande communication stadium the other thing whatever it is (laughs) that's what it is anyway what's next
1: um
2: what are the challenges of ranking and evaluating a six-man player
0: Ah, it's a good question. It's a good question for Greg Powers. And I'll probably ask him. I I reserve the right to ask him about this on Wednesday when we do this weekend recruiting with him. I will say this. The game is so functionally different from a skill position perspective that because of the more wide open nature of the game, it requires in many respects a different and in some respects more robust skill set um you what i am interested in is when these six-man players when six-man superstars go to camps and what i want to see is i want to see them put on you know I want to see them go up in against 11 men players in drills Mm -hmm. because the game is just very different from a from a a, just the way that it's played because it is more wide open. Mm -hmm. You are navigating through like if you're a running back right if you're a skill position player, the blocking schemes are entirely different. Oh, incredibly because of just a numbers perspective there's yeah. there's, there's three three five fewer players you. out yeah. there right there's five fewer players out there and so in my in my view the challenge is finding ways to take a take something that is different mhm And to, like, adjust for it and then say, okay, what are you at the 11-man level? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you? I also think that there's just, like, there are some places that I think that the position uh, is a little closer. For example, I I think that there are players at the six-man level who could play college football, like, right now and they have the skills at safety right mm-hmm. at safety yes because that's a lot more apples to apples yeah you
2: regardless you're in open right. space you're trying to stop someone from running yes. at you or
0: catch the ball like as far that, as schemes are concerned yeah right and one of the you're things that i think six-man. one of the things that i think six man players have an advantage in is i think they're better open field tacklers mm-hmm. because they have to be that's the whole game the whole game is open field tackling but skill position guys on the offensive side are, are trickier Mm -hmm. because you are it is a different skill set as far as reading blocks and having and like explosivity is certainly part of it but it doesn't matter if you if you're if you don't have the vision to identify between the guard and the tackle when that hole is opening up because you've literally never run between a guard and a tackle right that's that's the challenge uh and i'm there are. There's one guy, Grayson Rigdon, who's obviously a star mm-hmm. that I would really like to see in a camp setting, and I love. I'd love for a team to take a flyer on him and say, "We like your overall skills, and we will. We'll figure out how mm-hmm. to use those skills and apply them to an 11-man position." Because yep. I do think that there are. There are college football caliber players at the 1a level i don't think there's any doubt Mm -hmm. about that the question is can you translate it over to the 11 man game
2: well and that's the other thing too is is just the fact that when you've been playing a sport a certain way for say you've been playing it since seventh Mm -hmm. grade and you've been playing it that way for six years of like your fundamental development are you able to break those habits that have been the only habits that you've ever known
0: yeah most certainly um yeah that's I hope that answered your question, but I will ask Greg Powers on Wednesday. So I want to make a note of that right now, put in my Palm Pilot. What's next, Pickle?
2: Interested in your input for China Spring Alvarado.
0: Ah, I am very intrigued with this game, Mm -hmm. okay? So much so that if you go to TexasFootball.com and read my weekly upset watch, I have this game on my upset watch. How about that? Um... Is a district five four A division one opener. That's the, the like and for a district that like last year we were talking all about Stevenville China Spring. stephenville China Spring. Mm-hmm. Stephenville, China Spring. Uh, this district La Vega's off to a, a, like a nice start. Yeah. And Alvaredo's five and one. Yeah. So China Spring is three four and two. Their two losses are to Melissa, right? That was that was an understandable loss, right? Mm-hmm. I think we we, we kind of chalk that one up as as pretty good. And they lost to Dallas Parish Episcopal, who's who's a pretty good private school team. Yes. Alvarado is very quietly 5-1. and one, And yeah. their offense with Cartier Collier. Their
2: offense is humming.
0: It's been really good. Humming. Really good. There are real concerns about this China Spring defense. They're giving up 35 points a game. Mm-hmm. Give them thirty-five points again. That's double what they gave up last year. Okay, and let's also not forget that Alvarado does have a flair for pulling off the stunner. Remember last year, they knocked off Stevenville in Stevenville, mm-hmm. fifty to forty-nine. That I would keep an eye on this one. China Spring has to be your favorite. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Mm-mm. They deserve to be the favorite as a two-time defending state champ, but Alvarado is not a pushover. No, and I would be keeping a close eye on this one, especially because and I do think them. I do think that they. I think Alvarado. Not only, you're right. They're at home, and I also think they match up kind of well with China Spring, mm-hmm. and they 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 are good at the things where uh, where China Spring has struggled. Yep, and that's going to be interesting to watch. So I'm intrigued by that game. All right, we got one more.
2: Yeah, we got an ender. If you were forced to get a tattoo, what tattoo would you get?
0: Well, I've, I, I've got tattoos.
2: No, you don't. Do you? Yeah,
0: got like three on my back. Mm. I'm kidding.
2: I didn't. Yeah, didn't think. So.
0: Um, tattoos scare me only because I'm non-committal, That's and true. like, there's like, there's there's, there's not there's not an eraser. There's not a ton for me that like I, um when i write something i write like two or three drafts yeah do you know what i mean so like to have something permanent and to put that in somebody else's hands i'm Mm -hmm. like please make this look like this yeah uh i don't want to get a no regrets um no uh, not even one letter it would probably be something for my kids it would probably be something like their birth date like something small and tasteful like above my eyebrow yes um on your inner lip yeah on my inner lip just get my get my kids birthdates um tattooed there that's that's probably what i do since those those are probably they're probably the most permanent things that i feel comfortable that i will love like, forever forever yeah. like or my wife or something like that yeah. you know like uh i'm probably not getting like a texas football today tattoo you well, know
2: what about women talking
0: football Let's talk. Let's talk. We need to do a brand refresh. And so, like, I'm, I'm, like, maybe if we come up with a better logo, then we could do that. What about you?
2: I think mine would probably be around the same. I don't have any tattoos either. Um, but, you know, I've seen people... That's not a tramp stamp? No. Well, that that one. But okay. that one doesn't count. You don't
0: count? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: Doesn't I count. Get, okay. Um, I know that sometimes, too, after people pass, you uh-huh. kind of get something that reminds you of uh-huh. them. I think that, you know, if... Hopefully it doesn't happen, but it, when my parents are like finally go, that that might be the only time that I do it. But I don't, I just personally don't really have any desire. Yeah. I've gone this long without doing it. So it's like, meh. why start now? They're,
0: they're like about one out of every 200 tattoos I see. And I'm like, that's kind of cool.
2: Yeah. Hmm, that's
0: kind of cool. But like, there's nothing that I, I look and I'm like, man, like I gotta have that mm-hmm. on my, on my body permanently. Yeah. Um, also. Like, what if I get super fat?
2: That's my big concern.
0: And you, like, I, I don't want to blow up your butt here, but like one day, let's say you have kids.
2: Yeah, your right? body changes.
0: Your body changes, like, you know? It's not,
2: it's not anything to do with about like letting myself go Correct. or, you know, just stopping working out or anything like that. It's like, yeah, no, it
0: changes and there's nothing you can do about that. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, like, it be, and it's because me, science. And, and much like me... What if I just get super fat? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> like then it's like, oh what are you gonna do now? Like so, I'm worried. I would be worried about that. So, uh, no tattoos for me in the future. I don't think. But if yeah. I did, it'd probably be again. No regrets, right across my. Yeah, I need a for my broadcast. Career. I need a
2: lip tattoo so I can just like.
0: That'd be awesome. That'd be that'd be sweet. Do you want to get like,
2: the one thing? Oh, one of them that I saw that I wouldn't get it, but I thought was really like. Oh, that's clever. Uh, Two best friends got like, it was very, very small. Tasteful, again, you can't really Mm -hmm. see it that much, but it was two little. It was a wine glass on the back of their heel. And so when they hit their heels together, it looked like they were cheersing. And I was like, that is creative. That's That's (laughs) That's very creative. That's cute. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to finish. I'm going to go. I've got another appointment to finish my giant back tattoo of a a dragon. I'm coming up here (laughs) it's antonio wiley's face oh god Um, there
2: we go there's the thing if cop wins the state championship you need antonio wiley's face (laughs) this
0: is true and this is back in my younger years um my buddy and i um came up with a a plan we had um we were at a ranger game and we had been consuming alcohol and as you know i love the rangers Mm -hmm. um we said that if they ever won the World Series, we'd get the entire box score of the winning game <laughs> on our back. Like, with, like, umpires and time of game yeah. and stuff. <laughs> like,
2: like Now you could add, like, pitch. analytics in it.
0: <laughs> hit by pitch. Uh, yeah, that was... And then, like, they came with it out of, well, like, a strike of winning. And I'm like, oh, man. I'm gonna have to... And I was watching it with him. I was, at it, I was like, oh, buddy, we're going to have to go <laughs> get Mike Napoli's name tattooed on our back. And your
2: little bitty wife was just holding you at the door She's going, like, absolutely not
0: absolutely not that's the big one <laughs>
2: hey dad what was the uh, when did they get that second out again oh hang on like let me
0: check <laughs> yeah. yeah Ian Kensler with two four <laughs> anyway that's going to do it for us. We appreciate you spending a little bit of your day with us. Hope you have a great weekend. Remember uh, to watch Texas football tonight. Tonight, 7.30 p.m. Friday night uh, at uh, on texanlive.com and on YouTube for live whip coverage of the biggest Texas high school football games across the state. One last thing to do before we go pickle, and that is to roll out the week six Mr. Texas football player of the week. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in conjunction with the Tax Act Texas Bowl, is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Each Monday, TexasFootball.com announces 10 candidates for that week's award based on the previous week's on-field performance. Fans then decide the winner by voting on TexasFootball.com. Congratulations to this week's winner of the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week Award. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. 好<音楽>